0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Shane and I'm going to do basically what I did a couple weeks ago and just shoot for my hip um, on just some things that have been, I don't know, percolating if you would, um, matriculating, I don't know, those weird words that people would use, but basically I've just been thinking about a few things and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it, so hop in with me and let's see what happens. Hey guys, I'm Shay, a three-wing two on the Enneagram that finds her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to create an ongoing conversation about the tensions of following Jesus in today's culture. Join me and many others as we have conversations that challenge and inspire us to follow Jesus in our day and age. This is Just Shayin'. After the last podcast on trust, I must tell you, um, it has been a whirlwind. Um, I was like, really, God? I would talk about trust, and then it was like, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, that was real. Um, is is my car his car? Uh, is my taxes his taxes? Well, I don't know about y'all, but it's tax season, so I'm just throwing that out there. You know, you just, maybe you need that fresh reminder. Um, but yeah, so on the real real, I uh the last couple of weeks have been a pinch. And I'm just like, okay, like here we are. Like it's one thing to get up and be like, trust God. And then another one where you're looking around going, Ooh, Yada Bashanda. Here we are, Lord. And I choose you. I choose to trust you. I choose to um lay down in green pastures. I choose to not freak out because I really want to be about your business, and um, something a friend said to me um, last week that really I've just been sitting on is just that the kingdom looks like dependency, Uh, and dependency has been a deep, 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 common, not common (laughs) uh, word um, in the last probably nine months, if not longer, let's be honest, um, my whole life, just kidding. Uh, But specifically, for sure, within the last year, um, God has just been speaking to me about the gift of dependency. Um, This is like completely for another podcast, but uh, He has just, and I know, oh, He's stripping me back, He's pruning me. Uh, Yes, all those are real. And as savage as they feel to your heart, they are beautiful, Beautiful, beautiful um, things with the Lord, Um, but it's just been a continual um, working in dependency, uh, working to be completely dependent on the Lord. And so, I don't know. Like after (laughs) after the podcast on trust, I was like getting a lot of feedback, which I really appreciated, and I'm glad that it you know uh, really spoke to a lot of you listeners. Um, it really, um, it sent me into a, okay, next level. So um, praise God, I need it. I need dependency because that is the kingdom. Um, the kingdom of this world is going to tell you to strive and to hustle and to kill yourself doing it um, because you don't know how to rest and overwork. And we see fruitfulness as busyness. And the truth is, is that's not even close to fruitfulness. It's um, so... So polar opposite, actually. Um, fruitfulness comes from knowing who you are and knowing what he's doing in you. Um, Jesus, oh, I'm about to say this. Hold up. Jesus did not advance the kingdom by being busy. Mm! Ponder on it. Chew on it. Jesus went at the pace of his father, which never looked like busyness. He was fully capable of stopping for any person he needed to and not being completely offset because he was running late to something or, um, because, you know, whatever. Uh, obviously Jesus probably didn't sit in three hours of Atlanta traffic, but Hey, you know what? It's a challenge. Um, If your life is busy, I would challenge you to check in. This is not what this podcast is about, but apparently it's what's coming out of me. So congratulations. Um, I want to share a little bit about um, something that I'm sure every person that's listening has heard this, but I just feel like we need a good dose of remembrance. So I bless you to remember. Uh, I think this is actually going to set some people free. Um... And when I say that, I don't just mean, um, yeah, I mean mindsets. I mean to actually remember what sincer- sincerity of faith is. Um, and I want to start with Matthew 4, uh, where Jesus actually was led into the wilderness. oh by the Spirit, it says. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit. Who led Jesus into the wilderness? The Spirit, That'll mess you up, and it'll also set you free. Um, I pray it sets you free. He was sent into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil for 40 days, 40 nights. He fasted and became very hungry. During this time, we see that that the devil comes and he talks to Jesus. While Jesus is straight hangry, maybe Jesus probably doesn't get hangry, but he was definitely hungry. We'll say that because I don't want to add to or take away from the word of God. I will not go down like that. Uh, so he was hungry, that is for sure. Uh, and I'm not even pretend that Jesus was you know angry because I don't know the scriptures don't say and I'm not gonna add to it. Um, I know if I get really hungry, I don't know if I get angry, but I definitely can get short with some folks. Um, but he basically the devil comes and he begins to, you know quote the scripture to Jesus and saying, you know, People do not live, well, Jesus said people don't live by bread alone. But during the time, the devil came and said to him, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. He was hungry, y'all. And he wanted, like, I mean, I'm sure he was thinking about food. I, I mean, let's just be honest, inner humanity. And Jesus said, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay. And so like we find Jesus in these ten moments where the devil is offering him what his flesh would want. The devil is offering him what um the you know, essentially the world would say, "Hey, cuz the devil looks and says, "Hey, you can have all of this kingdom. I'll give it to you if you'll do this." And Jesus says, "No. This is not the way of my Father." Um and so he he hits him three times about his worship is the third one and and he says you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only because basically the devil says next the devil took him to the peak of the very high mountain and show, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory he says i will give it to all i will give it all to you he said if you will kneel down and worship me mm 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 yeah and Jesus says, get out of here, Satan, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. Um, I want to talk today about <laughs> testing. Um, man, I think sometimes, like, I think some people, how do I say this, Lord? I think we will all go through testing. I think of David, how he had to go through different checkpoints, if you would, for lack of a better word, of testing, to, for God to get his heart, um, and that's why it's tough, right? Because we live in a culture that will tell you, oh man, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is almost backwards. I'm feeling it, y'all. I'm feeling it. Um, most people in the natural would tell you to leave. Certain circumstances in your life, um, certain bosses, things like that, because of maybe the bad leadership or the toxic environment. And sometimes, y'all, and I'm not saying always, so do not quote me on this. Sometimes, I'm going to sit there because somebody ain't going to listen. Sometimes, God will ask you to stay. Oh! Oh! yeah. Sometimes God will not tell you to leave. And it's it's literally because the Lord is trying to do something in you. I have had many conversations in the last few weeks about people going through things and people's friends going through things and just all the things. I mean, life's ha- like there's lots happening. There's lots happening in the world. There's lots happening in the gas tank prices and all the things. And here's the thing. It is being tested. Where's your trust? Where's your trust? It's easy to trust when, you know, gas prices are $1.99 and inflation's down and, you know, all the things, it's easier to trust there. But my question is, where are you? How are you doing? How is your trust? And here's the thing, it'll be tested. Oof! And, and I think it's just not a fun message. It's not a fun message, but it's a real one. It's true. It's true. And I think we need to talk more about it. I really do. If Jesus could be tested, you will too. You will, too. And I think now this isn't, you know, I think sometimes we're like, you know, we are constantly trying to get ourselves out of the test. And sometimes your test is just going to look like you sitting there shutting up in the most holy, holiest of ways and just saying, Lord, whatever you're doing, do it. Whatever you're doing, do it. Do it. I don't want to get in your way. Um, And so... It's just, there's a lot, but I think, you know, there's so many different areas in the word where Paul or Jesus himself or many of the disciples, you know, were, and here's the thing, when we think being tested, we think negative connotation, but the truth is, is all a test is, is for you to see where you are. It's all it is. It's really not punishment. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? We have this idea that being tested is punishment. Um, Testing reveals where you really are. um, And it helps the evaluation of the maturity of the body of Christ. Um, And usually, and this I think is just our humanity, usually what shows us really where we really are are the things when they don't go the way we want them to. Or, you know, like... You thought this was coming and it never came, and your little bad attitude is showing you where you are for real, for real. Because the mountaintop, and you know the glory, the glorious views of the mountaintop, you're like woohoo! like it's not exposing, and it's the things usually in life that expose us that are actually showing us where we are, and it's painful. It's painful because the culture that we live in, the culture we live in is telling us, you know, show your strength and, you know, oh, girl, like that's that's real. Go for that, girl, because you good at that. And I'm not saying to not go for things that you're good at. What I am saying is you're like it is truly exposing when you see your weakest link. Right. Like, I don't know if y'all did sports growing up, but I did. Those two-a-days that would just put me over the edge, put me over the edge. Um, And just, I remember my coach would always say this, and, you know, you're always thinking, like, well, that's not me, but she's talking to somebody, but that ain't me. But she would say, or he would say, I had multiple coaches that would say it, but, like, we're only as as strong as our weakest link. You know, and of course, you're looking back going, it ain't me, yo. Like, I'm out here doing the thing. But the truth is, is even in our relationship with Christ, in our discipleship with Him, and I've said this before, it's our weakest link is actually how strong we're doing. Um, And so, I mean, I'm just here just like, you know, cheering you guys on over here. But I also want to tell you the truth. And the truth is, is you're going to be tested the truth is, is that if Jesus was tested, so you will be also. Um, how do we how do we navigate it? How do we uh, bring ourselves to a place of going? Oh, okay. Like God, you like you're letting me see where I'm really at. And here's the thing, right? Like you could be met with shame. People be like, "What?" You know? Oh, I thought she was further along. But the truth is. Like everybody is growing. So I know for me in this season, I'm like, man, I feel like, I must use these, let me be very particular in my words. I feel in some areas I should be further along. But the truth is, is I'm not, I'm not. And admitting that A to myself has been hard enough and B to, to let people see that, oh, like that's where she's at. Is freaking humble pie. Like it's it it feels like humiliation. It's not. It's beautiful humility. Um and it's just it keeps me on my knees because I'm like, Lord, like I want to look like you. I want to trust you. I want to trust you in any place where I'm not trusting you. It only exposes that I still am getting to know you. Right? Like if there, if there is any disobedience or delayed obedience. It's because we don't fully trust him and we're still getting to know him. So there's two ways you can go. You're like, well, I'm just a disobedient and I'm just going to sit there and whine about it. Um, The other side of that is repentance and turning from and looking towards him and saying, I need to get to know you better. (laughs) I need to get to know you better. Like, I I don't know about y'all, but I really genuinely 100% know that God is not sitting up there angry and mad and huffing and puffing at everybody. Um, I truly believe that he um, sits up there with intention and kindness in his eyes. Um, I think that God is super kind. I'll say this. Uh, He is very, 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 very kind and very merciful. I don't think that God is soft. That may offend somebody. Uh, It's not to say that God can't be soft. It's to say I don't always think that kindness equals softness. And what I mean by that is... I do think that there's times that a father, a father that sees his daughter or son about to touch the oven or the stove isn't going to be soft and be like, I don't think you should do that. Like, he's going to be like, stop touching the stove. Right? Like, you know, I think culturally we've made kindness the softness. And God is kind. I'm a full believer. Uh, God is kind and he is merciful Um, but I don't think he's always soft. I think he is compassionate. (laughs) I think that he is merciful. I think that that is his natural bend, is mercy. Um, I just don't think he um, is always soft, but I think the intention behind his heart is always soft in protection. I think that he is always for us. And so when we go into these moments of being tested, we have to remind ourselves, like, this is not punishment. It's not because I've done something wrong. It's because he wants me to see where I'm still growing, what I, where I've got some healing at. And, like, he's giving me an evaluation. Because I don't know. Like, God already knows where you are. He knows the things that he's healed you from. He's letting you see. And I found myself in the last couple months, and I was just, like, thinking about it this past week. Like, I feel like I have just been tested and tested and tested. And every time I look at either my roommates or, you know, one of my close friends, and I'm like, I passed. I really think I passed. Like, but here's my thing. I didn't pass, like, flying colors. Like, oh, wow. Like, I got all A's, and I'm at 100%. No, I passed on my knees going, God, I see that I'm still growing in this area, and I need you. I need you to come in. I need you to deal with some perspectives. I need you to deal with the hardness of my heart. But also, I see that I did not revert back to old ways. I did, I did my best to maintain what I know that we've been working on. And so, I don't know. I think there's some people that... um need to hear this because you're being tested. (laughs) And you probably feel like you're, I mean, you can feel like it's the devil. You could feel like it's Satan. And it's definitely something to ask. Warfare is a real thing. Um, But I think some of you, it's actually the spirit of God that led you into a test. And it's so that you can see the purity that which has come forth in your heart. And it's also to see, okay, cool. Like I'm still growing here. Okay, cool, I need to surrender quickly, like more quicker there Um, You know, like it's the purpose of the test is so that you know You can assume all day, oh, this is how I'm doing, this is how I'm doing Yep, doing great And sadly in our humanity and our culture, we're like, man, I'm doing awesome But really you're at home, you feel alone And you're doing things you don't need to do you're messing with things you don't need to mess with. You are tempted by dumb stuff that you wasn't tempted by years ago. Um, because, because you are, are not actually doing well. And so uh, we, you know, we tend to not want to tell anybody. Uh, and we tend to hide and isolate, which is not okay. Don't get me wrong, introverts. I know y'all need a long time. I'm not mad about it. I bless it. But if it's become isolation, that's a big difference. Sorry, that was a tangent. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know. Like, I want to invite you into the conversation, I suppose. But I just feel like, man, like, I, first of all, I want to say you're not the only one being tested in the body. I think there's a few things that Christ is testing his body on. I think it's the sincerity of faith. You know, like, can we say that our faith is sincere? Oh, like that's for real right there. Um, I love um, Joshua twenty four fourteen. It says, now, therefore, fear the Lord. Hey, oh, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. Put away the gods which your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Hey, oh, hey, 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 oh. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8a, I'm not speaking this as a command, but as proving through the earnestness of others, the sincerity of your love, okay? But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. That was 1 Timothy 1.5. Here's the thing. In order to have sincere faith, He, God Himself, will come and test you. So that you know, am I am I in this for sincerity of faith and love? Am I really in this because of this? Or am I just going with emotions? Or am I doing this because I was raised in it? And I know that this is right and true, but I'm just like not fully there in this season. And it's probably because it's being tested. So how do we know? I mean, I could go on a tangent, but how do we know from if we're passing. I think it's, our attitudes are a great um, fruit <laughs> of how we're doing. Our attitudes are, um, I think something that's very exposing is how quick we are to complain. Um, I would say I would definitely check in there and gossiping. Complaining and gossiping will take you out, shoddy. They will take you out. So you have to be careful. It'll keep you in the wilderness. It'll keep you in the wilderness and. You know, as much as, you know, God can turn our wildernesses into wonders, hallelujah, and our, you know, graves into whatever a new song could be called. Um, To gardens, graves into gardens. Hey, that's not even new. That's that's, that's a couple years ago. Um, Although he can do that, and he will, and he's more than happy to, we get to partner with the Spirit of God. And we get to go, hold up, I'm not going to complain here. I'm not going to murmur. I'm not going to gossip. I'm going to shut my mouth because I'm going to be holy as he is holy. And if Jesus can be standing right before the person who is about to kill him and take him and say, you want him or Barabbas? And him just be like, do what you got to do. So can you. So can you. Hallelujah. Um, So I think that. Our words, our words um, play a huge part. Um, I think our words are very exposing for where we really are. Um, I think the more people talk, the more they realize, oh, that's where I'm really at. Because in you know, in the tongue lies you know death and life, and the power of the tongue. And our words really show and expose where we are. And so. Um, I would say, where are your words? Where are your thoughts? What are you thinking about? Think about what you're thinking about. Um, are those even your thoughts? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. Our attitudes. Um, I think the test, you know, in that we can really see how we're doing with our attitudes and our, um, just things like that. Like our attitudes, our entitlement. Oh, yeah. Um our little, like, I mean, there's just been times, y'all, where I'm like, uh, that should not have happened that way. Uh, that's this and that and the other. And it's like, you know what? I said this the other day on my Instagram, but real trust looks like me knowing and becoming more uh, aware that I don't know what's best. Only he knows what's best. And when I said yes to this gospel, I said no to my gospel. I said no to what I wanted and what I thought was best in order to take on what he saw as holy. And let's just be honest. What we think is good isn't always what he knows to be good. But yet he is way, way, way more good than we are. <laughs> well, um, so yeah. So I just wanted to get on here and tell you that first of all you're not alone in your testing i think that the body of christ is being tested whether that's you know what your heart does when you see them gas prices going up or and you know the test is like well am i your provider am i not your provider well uh, it could look like all kinds of things it could look like a housing situation it could look like um Gosh, it can literally look like anything and everything. And I can't even tell you, but I dare you to sit down and ask the Lord, am I being tested? Are you showing me where I really am so that I can grow? Um, Because here's the thing, God wants a mature bride. Hey, he wants a mature bride. He don't just want people to be a bride for the sake of being a bride. He wants a mature bride that has sincere faith. My question to you is, do you have sincere faith? I think that's what God's after. He wants sincerity of faith. He really does. And He's really going to keep doing it in all of us until we really come to the place of sincere faith. Where my faith isn't on point just because my bank account looks good or because my career's looking good. Um, but that my faith says, like Paul, in, in a abounding or a base, I am content. I'm content because you are actually enough. You are actually enough. And no title, no business career, no um, company, no clothing line, no uh, album, no acting job, no anything and i even go to say in the religious camp, like, no, um, no great harvest is better than him. No outpouring of the Spirit is just better than knowing him. And that'll cut somebody, but that's just the truth. Um, is your faith sincere? And I think that it's in that place that we get to go, God, where am I? Show me. I think of David in the many times he said, clean me, search me. Search my heart and find any impure way. That is the cry of maturity. That is the cry of sincerity of faith. And the other side of that is it'll be tested. You'll hear his voice and what are you going to do with it? Um. And you'll see fruit. That's the thing, right? And I think sometimes we just think, Man, I'm just really missing it left and right. And the truth is, I bet I bet you I don't have lots of money. I bet you a cup of coffee that you could also sit there and go, Man, look, I'm growing. And so I would encourage you in the middle of testings that and if you're me right now, they feel like they are happening every hour on the hour, but I would encourage you to also sit down and not just go, okay, I need to grow here, I need to grow here, I need to grow here, but also make the list of, wow, I'm doing a lot better in this area than I was years ago. I'm doing a lot better in this area. And just remind yourself in a world that says all the other mumble jumble, I don't even know if that was a word, but uh, in a world, in a culture that's screaming at you to be independent, The kingdom does not look like independence. The kingdom is not on your shoulders. The kingdom, bless, the kingdom looks like dependency. The kingdom belongs to the Lord. The kingdom is not yours, but it is yours. But it's dependency. And it is yours for the taking because he lives in you. But it's also knowing he's big, big, big. He's big. And the kingdom looks like dependent. So, how is your faith? And I don't just mean that mustard seed, like how's your little mustard seed doing? I'm, which, can we just say a mustard seed for real, for real? Like, when you study what a mustard seed really is, you will be blown away. Uh, And what it does, the way it can take over a garden real quick is real big. And my question is, is our faith that way? When our faith is sincere and not just circumstantial, it will spread. And people will see it and go, hey, where'd you get that? And is our faith doing that? And so to those that are in a test, I'm praying for you. And I'm praying that you wouldn't sit there and sulk but that you would actually sit down and go, man, okay, these are areas I need to grow and These are areas that I'm really, I have grown, and I want to celebrate those. And sit with the Father. Sit with the Father and just let him speak into it. Um, To those that are like, oh, I don't know if I'm really there right now. Well, you may be there tomorrow, and I want to pray for you, and I want you to know that I'm praying for you, that in this time, and there's a lot's happening, and it's not because there's, you know, there's always things happening. There always has been. There always will be. But I pray that your faith would become so sincere and that your love would be unshakable to the roots in the kingdom of God and that your love would, be, would not be circumstantial, that your love would not be up and down and all over because of your bills and because of your needs or because somebody broke up with you, or whatever, not to belittle any of it, but my prayer is that you would remain steadfast in this one thing, Him being that one thing. And so I just pray, Lord, have your way. Bring us to sincere faith that isn't based on an, ec- an economics. It's not based on gas prices. It's not based on a bank account. It's not based on a career It's not based on you giving me all that I think you should. (laughs) But it's really just based on you alone are enough. You alone are good. And I don't even get to define what good is. But I want to be sincere. I want to be sincere in heart. I want to be sincere in mind. I want to be sincere in love. And I thank you that you're my portion. That you're my portion. That the kingdom is bigger than the earthly kingdom I'm living in. And so, God, we depend on you. Bring us to that place. Bring us to the place that we are sheep and that we trust our good shepherd.